0: You're listening to the Fox and the Phoenix podcast: Understanding the Feminine Cross-Dressing Experience. I'm
1: Savannah Hawk, crossdresser and author of the Living with Cross-Dressing book series.
0: And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of Fox and Hanger, an online styling service for crossdressers and transgender women. Hey, Savannah.
1: Hey, Julie. How are you today? I'm good
0: that's the story of that's the glory of
1: love i will say this um what you feel for the community and how you always seem to have it in your heart and you kind of held it in your in your soul like kind of like in your morrow of like this community but maybe you really didn't know exactly how or why you had such an affinity for the community and and kind of like you know um the transformation of man to woman and woman to man, and like kind of like that different soul or that different, whatever that difference is that makes us different, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it reminds me of my writing. Like when mm-hmm. I, I started writing when I was 18, well, I wrote all sorts of little scratch you know, you know uh, prior to that. But like between high school and college, my sister had given me like a creative writing book because she knew I was interested. And between, in those three months, I like wrote this story and it was all about very Dungeons and Dragony, and about these kids, about these kids, all like the typical kind of breakfast club, you know, all the archetypes that yeah. you, you would have. I think and I grew up in the 80s, so the breakfast club was like, kind of like our, that was our <laughs> formative, like, anthem movie. And right. and um, so I wrote, and plus I was a big geek and I still am and a big nerd, and I love Dungeons and Dragons, and I loved- You are? I am. I thought you were
0: like the popular cool
1: one. No, I was the king of the misfits, or queen. They didn't know that yet.
0: You're uh, here, king yeah. of the misfits, I thought- high, uh,
1: Virtual high five. And <laughs> so I wrote this story, and now that I'm looking back on it, I'm realizing that it was transformative. Each of these characters who whatever was going on in their life, whether they were the bully or the the scrawny geek kid or the popular girl or the mousey one or the jock, whatever their, you know, their archetype was or their trope was, when they got into this world, this like alternate world, which was very medieval, but sorceries of foot and dragons and things of that nature, they all had to do something different than they were. Sure. And I I realized that, you know, maybe that was also part of my own process of like doing something that was transformative or like how do you transform from who you are to who you're supposed to be and what's that journey like. I did not ever finish that story. Um, It's sitting in, it's sitting in like a manila, you know, folder somewhere like, you know, a handwritten kind of deal. Right. And um but yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it's the same type of thing. It's like, I don't know why I wanted to write it, but it was important to me. And that served me well to write 20 years, 22 years after that, decide to write the first Living With cross dressing book.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting um, how that kind of manifested itself. Yeah. And the idea that as teens and as children, The idea to kind of transform and change ourselves to a kind of superhero version or a a different version of ourselves is always is a is a popular theme. Yeah, it's a popular space to be in, wanting to shift.
1: Yeah, it seems to be to try to shed who you are or or being perceived as. And Breakfast Club was a really big kind of uh part of that it's like they all were perceived as a certain thing until they all sat around all day in detention and realized that none of them were that way
0: how far did you get in the story
1: uh i ended up being i want to say it was when i typed it it was single spaced and i think i banked out 100 pages so in reality it's probably like 160 pages like in a story which was pretty uh Pretty impressive for me for not having done it before. I dedicated, made sure I did X pages a day, every day, and then college hit, you know, and, and life hit. So I never went back to it until way later in life. Um, I don't know if it would stand up. I don't know if I could rewrite it in any way. Right. I'm onto other things, obviously. You know, there's this podcast I'm doing called The Fox and the Phoenix. So that's taking. You're a,
0: doing a podcast? Why didn't yeah. you tell me?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to be a part of oh, it? Oh,
0: wait, wait, we're there. This yeah, we're there. yeah right now um yeah the writing a book is a trip it's a it's a trip and it takes some discipline and commitment and for me when I was writing a book I just got to the rough draft and I'm like I do not want to continue on this path (laughs) it is all about how I'm breathing but I I Mm. sure I had a, a friend that that passed that was like a sister And I wrote, we met at boarding school and I wrote about that whole experience and it flashed back, each chapter flashed back to like, quote, present day, which is going back to our funeral, to like the memory of back in the day. And when I was writing the book, I just, I often get visuals of water that kind of speaks to me. And I had never written a book before. And I just kept on getting this visual of water, like keep swimming. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. But it was I was doing the crawl stroke as I was as I was typing. It, actually I wrote most of it on my phone and then when I switched to the wow. to the keys, I like it felt like I was typing like using a piano or something. So it was like I was swimming the crawl stroke with like those weights on my legs. And then when I switched over to the the laptop, it was like the weights are free and I was free to roam. But yeah, it's you got to be committed to it, right? I yes. mean, and once you're finished with the thing, I was told by my editor that I'd know when the last page is, like, I'd know when the ending was. I just know, just keep on getting it all out, right? Yeah. That crappy first draft. And then when I was done with it, it was almost like, okay, that was a story for me, written by me. And the idea of going back and writing a, another draft of it was just like, no.
1: Yeah. But that, you know, that's, like, but it, but it worked for you. And that was yeah. the most important thing uh, and, and your editor is right um, some of us write fluidly meaning whatever happens on the keyboard I am just a conduit letting it happen like I may have like some subconscious thought and and I have a rough idea where it's going but when my fingers are hitting the keyboard whatever's gonna happen happens I've actually cried because something happened I hadn't expected Mm. So, I was writing in the midst of writing, and I caused something to happen. And I was just, te- hot tears were rolling down my face because I had not expected it to happen. And that is a pretty scary, weird thought when you're the writer. But in like reality, a turn,
0: a turn in the story?
1: It, there was a death in the story, oh. and it really affected me. And I didn't expect a death, I didn't see it coming. But and I... I'm the one writing the story. Sure. So that's how I write. I don't write with an outline. I don't write with the whole thing kind of fleshed out in skeletal outline format, and then I just follow sure. all the all the beats. No, I say like your editor says. Like I knew it was done when it was done. Yes. So uh, yeah, it's very it's a very weird, strange creative process for some of us.
0: And then when you're finished, the idea that I pissed the editor off really badly, and this editor was like someone I knew. She was a a teacher of of mine that we had but like the idea that suddenly your book becomes for someone else's consumption someone Mm -hmm. else's projection and opinion and so she said one comment I'm so embarrassed about how I handled it but she said and it wasn't even a put down it was just like come up with your three themes like it wasn't even bad and I got so I'm sure there was something else but I got so agitated that I was just like all right Columbia like I really wrote this in an email where I was just like laying into her and so sensitive and (laughs) never write about someone you love that dies. Okay. I was was so, the grief was so there, right. That I just burnt that bridge. Like as soon as I pressed send and I was like, yeah, I, yeah.
1: But the thing is, is you, I don't think you ever intended it to be public consumption. I think you thought it was, this would be a great idea to do this. I think in the back of your head you knew it was for you
0: like I was driven I knew it after the fact when I said this comment I'm like wow that was mean to this person that's been trying to help me this entire crawl stroke across you know this entire time I just pissed her off where do I go from here oh yeah I've just spent an entire year of my life grieving locked in an office while my husband and daughter survived off you know the land or whatever i don't know thank you very much shout out to them but like for being so supportive but i just that was how i handled my grief was to just throw it full force Mm. into this creative outlet and just just you know keep on i just had such a clear vision i did visualize that like you know how when you have your book at like the airport at one yes
1: hudson news
0: that was just like where I pictured it. Like I really did picture it something that everyone, she's such a character that everyone would relate to. Her Boston accent. What do you mean reading accents are so stressful on the, you know, person's mind? No, it has to be. Like, I was so desperate to bring her back to life in some form. Mm. And I thought that her charisma, her she was a character like yeah. no, no one else I've ever met. And I was so desperate, I realized, to bring her back to life. I wanted to capture her for all of time. And then at the end, I realized that, no, I'm not going back there to do edits and relive that. And yes, it, it was just for me. But it was really after the fact that I realized it was very intense. Nice. Very intense. I mean, I, I
1: can see it. I know it, it's, there was a lot of grieving involved for you. But for me, I get it. I get, like, I mean, even my fiction work is very important to me and very personal to me, uh, which is why I cried when things happen. I mean, these yeah. characters are very, these are fictional characters, and I, I you know, I have an affinity for them, and that, not including the Living With Cross Wrestling series. I mean, that's, that is me. You talk about, like, you talking about your friend in an autobiographical way, I mean, or biographical way, and for me, I'm like, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about, like, things that are close to my heart and, like, deep in my soul, so
0: your relationship you're talking about your relationship yeah. with figuring out cross-dressing and how it doesn't fit in this perfect shape no. as you fan or as you wish it to be but you found a rhythm that that works for your life and just yeah that's got to be super personal because you're living with it you're you're living with cross-dressing did you know that that,
1: that is a good title <laughs> i should use that, yeah. use that. <laughs> you know what this is what i'll say it's like you know you're talking about like live living with it should not be taken into a context of you know you I'm I'm living with an affliction when i say i'm living with it is because i'm living it mm. and that's you said it was like well you know i'm going through all this stuff and i'm finding the way to navigate it but at the end of the day i want me as you see me today all glammed up i want yes. this to be just every day not every day living as savannah every day but just going out and being like oh hey it's a a savannah day like the neighbors wave to you and then they see you walking the dog and they're like oh hey savannah like everybody just knows and everybody accepts and this is not something i have to think about this is not me like looking out the garage door to make sure the neighbors aren't looking sure you know and it's like in one day we're we're gonna get there you and i which is part of our pledge to each other and to our people listening is that that is part of our goal to make cross-dressing normal it's not to be feared or it's not to be stigmatized that it's just a part of life and if we can shed some light into the dark places in western culture where they just have been indoctrinated to think that it's not normal. It's not part of the plan and God's design. And, you know, knowing that there's asexuality in other organisms and there are are frogs that change sex if they're, you know, if all men or or all males are in a colony or a pod or whatever you call it, it's like one of them turns into a female so they can actually breed. You know, God didn't you know, if this is God's design, he didn't make that stuff up just, you know, because he was having a drunken Saturday. You know, it's like, these things exist in the world, so why can't it apply to human beings and, as well?
0: And how cool is it that this podcast, our little podcast, what, there was a trail, a trailer episode, there was the idea of bringing it out into the world just for eight minutes or whatever the exact count was, but it... Inv- it allowed you to have this conversation with a boss you've known for so many years and be like, actually, here's the deal. Hmm. And the, how did the boss react the uh-huh. best way your dream scenario? And it's not, it wasn't, you know, a thing that that was so dramatic or it wasn't something that was so weird. It just was effortless. It was yeah. an effortless and it had you to be like, Oh my, this is what it feels like. So maybe, this podcast not only for us but the people listening can be this catalyst to have these conversations and when you talk to the neighbor and the neighbor says you know what's new in your life maybe just maybe you will share the podcast and maybe just maybe it will be an opening and a platform for you to have this dialogue so that you can get to where you want to be because there's no way that you're going to just the neighbor will see Savannah and be like, oh, it's Savannah, hello, Savannah, without the conversation, yes. without that hard conversation. And so this podcast is building, is, I think it's giving you wings. I think it's it has the potential to give other people wings who are listening, who can bring other people to listen. And maybe there are other people that are trying to understand what cross-dressing is, as we both are. We're trying to understand and have the conversation, and the information and the um the processing that happens on the fox and the phoenix will then act as fuel for someone who says who just doesn't know that wants to understand so this is this is healing on so many levels and i'm so glad that we're doing this
1: i am too and i appreciate you
0: i appreciate you so much little sweetie (laughs)
1: i thought you were the little sweetie oh man i'm gonna change my title i got to change my business card now to include little sweetie but i i do want to say that thank you so much for today as always um i want to talk to our listeners and tell them you know please uh if this is something that you find enlightening or interesting uh please subscribe or please comment to us we want to hear from you is so important for us to not just work within our tandem, our duo, you know, just me and Julie, it really is about opening up to everybody and hearing what you have to say. I mean, our experiences only go so far. So if we can include you in some way, that's going to be very enriching for all of us. Uh, We do appreciate you as well as listeners. So much. So, so much. Um, So Julie, love to you.
0: Love to you. This was amazing. And I look forward to the next time that we get to have a chance to have another discussion. And I hope that everyone is there for it. I hope so too. All right. Bye for now.
1: Bye for now. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk. Or at Living with Cross Dressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H A U K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com.
0: And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at MTF Style, as well as on our website at FoxandHanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <clears throat> the Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor, copyright 2020. Yes, nailed it. We would love to hear from you because your story matters.